It's doing something. Welcome to Beneath the Cows with Cosplay Alliance. This is the first ever live podcast, and we're going to talk about cosplay and mental health. Uh, first, want to say that this is a safe space for everyone. There will be no uh Looking forward to have a good discussion with everyone. Uh, I am Cosplay's Bashanovi, your host, and I'll let our esteemed panel introduce themselves. Uh, Start with first, then the the UK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm Troy. I go by Captain Tempest Cosplay on Instagram. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Anthony or Orbo15. Um, that's my Instagram name too. Um, how are you? I'm Vault Fox. Uh, my real name is Robin, but you can all call me Vault Fox. It's totally cool. <laughs> First off, to start off with the cosplay, why is the reason that you cosplay or choose to be a part of the community? Uh, so I I got into cosplay because I wanted a Gears of War gun. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that, that is the reason I went online, looked how much they were, couldn't afford one. So fell into this great big hole of oh my god people do this and it's just blown up from there and I could do the characters I loved as a kid and transform it into something I could do now with a bit of an artistic sort of thing and love doing it so and made lots of friends out of it as well yeah um I got into cosplay back in what was it was either 2015 or 20 16 I can't remember exactly but one of my friends we were going to a convention in the United States called PAX East (coughs) and uh, she came to me and said hey do you want to dress up as um, characters from Fallout 4 that was the game that had just come out that's also why my handle is Vault Fox it's from Fallout games and uh, we ended up going to a Fallout meetup there and I realized holy crap there's a community around this like people actually talk about making the costumes and they don't just show up at conventions and all that and the rest is honestly history from that so it's been it's been the community aspect that keeps me going that keeps me coming back to it it's a little too long didn't read of my story (laughs) so i actually uh i'm still kind of in the baby steps of actually dressing up but um (laughs) I've been around cosplayers for a while um, as the handler, you know, taking care of people's things, you know, helping them guide them where they need to go. Very all important. This stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so more of like the behind the scenes, like, you know, making sure you're getting ready on time, all that other stuff. And I thought that might have been interesting to kind of bring up on from that perspective on here. So I've been a part of the community for probably, I don't know, five years now. So still... Not in it as long as some people, but I definitely know a lot of people. Uh, you know, I met I met Chris over here uh, a few New York Comic Cons ago, um, and just kind of remained friends with him ever since. And I'm happy to have that. So yeah, that's kind of where I come from. Pockets and bags are always the last uh, thing to think of when you're building a cosplay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes have like twelve so, wallets on me, like three phones. <laughs> <laughs> I tell myself every costume, I'm like, remember That's to true. put your pockets in there. And I never do. <laughs> never do. 
Uh, that's why I love my A Train cosplay because I have the red bag. It's an, it's an accessory. It's a prop, also useful prop. Yep. Uh, for me, I just I started cosplaying just because you know I like the characters, and uh, like Dragon Con was my first ever con, crazy enough. And uh, I didn't really get into the community until I moved to the UK, and I started going to cons there. But I started as a photographer. And then, like, after a year, I transitioned into full-on cosplaying, uh, which I do that more than I do photography now. <laughs> but uh, I agree uh, with what Vaught Fox said. The, the community is what keeps me in, the friendships I've made. Uh, that's the reason why I keep going back to cons, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's always a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, that's my cosplay experience. So what do you want to talk about from a mental health perspective? Do you want to talk about how your, your mental health is improved by cosplay, or do you want to talk about some of the negative aspects in the community? I, th I think the first one's a good start. I think, yeah. I think how it's helped, because it's definitely helped me a lot. It's mm -hmm. definitely helped me a lot. Um, so if, if we're going in the, in the deep end... Um, I started cosplay about half a year after my best friend took his life. Um, so I needed something to take my mind off stuff. And it's not something I expected to find that would, but it really did. And I found a lot of friendships that helped with that. And I'll openly talk about everything that happened with, him and everything and look back at good times with it but the cosplay stuff's really helped me move on and find a community that I can just talk to people I've made my friends there so it's been it's really helped me personally um just in general with life as well um like I've been I've needed something to do today so I've been building a costume for a friend and he's been on the phone saying I love this. And he actually said to me, like, um, I met him earlier this year. Um, you've made a great costume, but I've also made a great friend. <laughs> so I, I couldn't have found a better community, to be honest. I love it. Yeah. I, I again, Troy, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear like of your loss. Um, similar thing happened with me. Um, it, it was in 2017. My dad was diagnosed with, uh, he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in April of that year. And it was essentially six months and then he passed away. And I was in the same boat. I needed something to focus on. I needed a project. I needed just anything else to just kind of escape that. And it, you know, again, it was one of those things where I didn't think it was what I, I didn't think that that was going to be the thing that I needed, but it ended up just becoming this, this, I hate to say it was escapism, but it definitely was escapism at the time, but it was what I needed. And the, the connections that I was able to make, I, I made an Aloy costume during that period of time. And I made it in the span of like a month and a half or something ridiculous. I don't recommend doing it, but I, it was, I, I tell everyone it again, it's, I didn't, I don't recommend doing it, but it was what I needed to, it was like the grieving process of just being able to physically make something out of this like pain that I had and 
it kind of comes around back to now in 2023 of like I'm going to be making another Aloy costume and I'm just so excited to be able to make a costume in such a better headspace um like obviously 2017 to 2023 that's all that's six years that's been a lot of growth and I credit a lot of my growth from just interacting with this community of because these are the stories that I love to hear the most like I you know I love seeing these great photo shoots and you know videos of costumes that people have made but I just really I think the most interesting thing is just the what people go through in order, you know, to make their costumes, you know, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting at. Yeah, so uh, I definitely, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, kind of back and forth. I definitely had more, you know, good times than bad times, though, without this, you know, in this community. Um, started going to conventions, and then I started realizing, like, oh, my God, these are people that are just having fun, like, in nerd culture, just doing whatever they want. Like, no one cares that there's a random person dressed as a purple goblin over there. <laughs> like, you know, so it's kind of the first time I experienced these like zones of where no one's really caring what you're doing, or like, you know, people say that's very normal anyway, but in my own head, it's not always normal. So, um, going into one of these environments has definitely improved the way my outlook on a lot of things. And just, I like being around people who are usually uplifting me and surrounding me and with good friendship and met a lot of cool people. Um, I like to keep making new friends and keep going with this stuff. And it's just really overall improved my behavior as a whole. Like I started understanding like, uh, why I should be doing certain things um, because of the people I have around me. I'm usually the youngest out of my group of people, um, but I kind of like that I am because they're all older than me and kind of trying to help guide me in certain directions. And I appreciate that a lot. So yeah, I definitely say like it's been a good improvement on my life throughout this entire time I've been around it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely helped. To piggyback off of that, I so I was actually going through a divorce when I dabbled, started to dabble in the cosplay. So it was kind of a a big transition for me. And I was like, mm, what what do I do with my time? And I knew I was getting into photography and I liked I like Halloween was like my favorite kind of like holiday. You know, I love dressing up for that one day of the year that I got to do it. And when I went to Dragon Con, it's funny, I was visiting home and my mom suggested I go to Dragon Con. I hadn't even heard about it at that point. And I went there and I almost lost my mind. I was like, wait, people, people just do this on the weekend? <laughs> like <laughs> right then I knew I found like I, I knew I knew I found my people, right? They're like, this is this is exactly what I should be doing. I immediately wanted to start cosplaying, even though I didn't uh, until probably a year later. But I started meeting people, making friends. Uh, I think for me, it probably gave me more body confidence because at the time I probably wasn't like now I'll, I'll throw in his anti suit like it's nothing. Then I was like, mm, I really want to do Spider Man, but uh, mm, nothing's <laughs> hidden there. Uh, it, it, so it, it did kind of force me to work out, get in shape a little bit, but at the same time, I think from a confidence perspective, 
I've worn things that I definitely wouldn't have worn in the past. And the social interaction has been good. I've never been like not one to be non-social, but it does force you to be social with people, whether you have to talk to people that just want to take pictures with you or you're making friends. So from those aspects, definitely been nothing but positive for me. You guys are so lucky to have Dragon Con. Honestly, <laughs> I can't believe that was your first convention. That's amazing. I, that, the that was that was a look. I I was like, I was like, wow, are all cons like this? No, they're not. By the way, no, <laughs> not no, no, I look, fun. But I like look at MCM London, which is our big one, and you stand at the top of the steps and look out and can't see the floor, and I'm like, this is rand. And then you see videos of Dragon Con, you're like. That's that times twelve, like it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Like, wow. It's yeah, that insane. Yeah. That's go that's ahead, go ahead. Yeah, your your point about um, how cosplay forces you to be social is so true. Um, I I know that I'm probably not the only person that is like this, but I definitely consider myself an introvert. By nature and I definitely just I like to just be in my own zone but whenever you're at a convention you in a costume you you kind of have yeah like you said photographers people want to <laughs> picture you know even interactions of like say like one of my costumes lately has been Bo-Katan and every time I'm wearing Bo-Katan I always get people asking me where's the dark saber how did you lose the dark saber it's like you it, it forces you to have to interact with people and different ways like that and it it's so different like it's it's always so funny to me whenever I go to a convention out of cosplay which is pretty rare nowadays but like I almost enjoy like not to say that I don't enjoy you know cosplaying but it's almost kind of fun to go to a convention out of cosplay too because it's like I see it from a different side it's like I'm incognito and I'm like people aren't (laughs) stopping you for like pictures every you know five minutes or so but yeah, the cosplay definitely forced me to kind of, you know, come out of my shell a lot more. And, you know, for lack of the like better word, it I was wearing armor and it was literally like giving me armor in real life, you know, like to just put myself out there, I guess. Chef's kiss on that boat. Thank, Thank you. Thank <laughs> And to I would say I feel naked when I'm not in cosplay. <laughs> I feel like it's some, some. I'm like point, that. I'm, I'm like at a con. That. Not at a con. At a con, like it's, I have to be at least casually in in something. I feel like it. It. It just. I just don't feel right. Even when I was doing photography, I would have like, um, like the Back to the Future jacket on that Martin McFly nice. wore. So I was always doing something that was like okay I, I feel like i belong here and recently uh and can attest to this i went to the previous nycc con previous nycc con sorry most important one here it's viola oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my grandfather just passed away and pretty much wasn't going to make it to the con. And again, after the funeral, it was my mom again, who was the MVP, was like, hey, just go to New York. Just go hang out with your friends. I had no cosplay or anything, so I was just going to go. But she, we went to the store and just got some cheap, the cheap like Riddler cosplay. 
And I went. So I didn't tell any of my friends I was coming, by the way. I just showed up. <laughs> and could have tested it was it was just like the therapy I needed to be around my friends and to be in, in cosplay and it just it just really helped with the grieving process for me. By the way, he, he pulls up to me while I'm standing there outside in the in the tunnel for New York Comic Con and just I don't know who this is, just stands in front of me while I'm talking to someone and just goes, play some duct tape. And I'm like <laughs> You need something? Like, are you all right? Like, <laughs> he takes off his mask and I go, "Oh my goodness, dude, what was that?" <laughs> um, yeah, that, I just wanted to explain that a little example right there. <laughs> but you can go. Oh, that's okay. It it just reminded me. I I went to New York Comic Con in 2017 in a similar circumstance. I my my dad was still sick at the time, and I went to go visit because Felicity Jones was there. And I had a Jen Erso cosplay and that whole weekend is like just such a blur of just like it, it. It's like what you said. It was like the therapy that I needed. I was around all these people that also cosplayed Jen as well. And it was just it was a really it was a really nice trip to take to just get my mind off of things. And it was yeah therapy that I needed, you know. And I think I know what Troy's but. Do you have like a cosplay that just no matter what you're going through, you put that cosplay on, it's going to help with the situation of comfort cosplay? I mean, at the moment, it's Peacemaker, isn't it? (laughs) That's just, that was a costume that like literally we were doing, um, there's a con over here that started up called Secret Con. And what it is, it's, it's literally a convention just for photographers and just for cosplayers. Uh, There's no stalls or anything but it's, it's at a different uh, location every time. So the first time it was at an abandoned prison. Um, the third, they did that again because COVID messed stuff up and all that. But then the second time, the third time it was at a stately home and stuff like that. And I had literally got nothing new to take. And I'd started the Peacemaker suit after Suicide Squad. And then heard he was doing a TV series. I thought, oh, I'll hang off and wait till the TV series. And as soon as that dance sequence came on, I was like, I have to finish this suit now. And literally, it's a teenager's bike T-shirt that no longer fits me at all. The back has ripped down it um, with a, a foam foam logo on the front, a pair of white trousers and that was all I had at that point and it's just so much fun (laughs) Uh, I've done Captain America which is great fun because it's my favourite character kids love it and that but Peacemaker you can just do what you want (laughs) you can be the nice guy, you can have a bit of fun with people that's my comfort one at the minute. I can just stick that on and be like, right, I'm going to have a good time now. I believe I met you in that Captain America, if I'm not mistaken. That was the first time we you met. Shot, yeah, you, you shot that, and you're the first person to shoot my endgame version of that cap. And that photo is still one of my favorites with the lightning where you edited that. I, I love that. I think you are funny enough. That probably was the last time I had my camera at a con. 
uh, <laughs> and I know the, the I saw I saw Troy, and I was like, I think it was raining too. It was raining outside a little bit, and I was like, it was definitely I have this was, idea yeah. for an edit. I just need to take this picture of you right now. He was like, oh, cool. Where do you want me? It turned out great. Thank you for that. I love that photo. That's still one of my favorite cat photos. It's just so, well, that dynamic's probably the word. It's just pure lightning everywhere. It's great. Right. Um, that photo is pretty much how I reacted when he lifted that hammer. Spoilers for Endgame, if no one's seen it, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but I literally had a pack of nachos when I like, in my front, and my friend had already seen it, and he turned to me, and I was like, what are you turning to me for? And then it moves, and I start going. <laughs> and as soon as he did it, the nachos just went everywhere. I went, yeah! <laughs> it went absolutely mental. So that yeah. photo is pretty much just lightning everywhere is my reaction to that moment. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, comfort cosplay. Vault Fox. Oh, so... <laughs> I would probably have said in the past that it was my Imperial Gen or so. Um, I, I don't fit into that anymore, sadly. <laughs> I'm working on a new flight suit for it, but um, <coughs> I guess it's also similar to... So my, my comfort cosplay right now is probably Bo-Katan. Not for the reasons people might think, but it's because I... It's one of those cosplays where, you know, I can have the wig on, I can, you know, look like her without the helmet on. But if I get like overwhelmed at a convention or I just don't want I, I just don't want to like have my face out, then I can put the helmet on. And I I like cos I like I like costumes like that where it's like I kind of have two different looks, you know? And so it's that's probably what I would say it is right now. It's probably a cop out answer because it's my my most recent one, but that's how I feel about it. It's like anytime I can take a helmet on or off and still be the character, it's it's always nice to me to just, you know, like shut off the world and put on the helmet and just right. kind of try and be a little bit incognito. <laughs> so. Quick question about the helmet. Because mm -hmm. I've done, I did Captain Rex a while back. Oh, yes. uh, it's a suit I made during COVID and then I couldn't wear it until a con and I became a physique guy <laughs> like that and found that the legs didn't fit. So as soon as I wore it, the legs split. So I wore it for an hour, half yep. an hour or so. Do you still pull a face under the mask? Because I found myself still like smiling or like. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Actually, they can't see my face. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite's always whenever photo and I'm sure you've said stuff like this. Like you you take a picture of someone in a helmet and you're like, make sure you smile, and it's like I literally am smiling under yeah. there. You know, <laughs> I can't shut it off. No, every time I'm in a mask, I'm smiling. Yep. <laughs> I'm usually smiling behind the phone camera or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think it's uh, pretty obvious. Um, I don't really have a comfort cosplay. I have been wearing a panda onesie the last couple of conventions. I was going to say, what about the onesie? That's comfortable. Yeah. Uh, that, so I, I'll, give, I'll give that one some credit. It's been a few times I've been in that one. But um, other than that, I haven't really done too much dressing up. I do plan on it, actually. Um, I have a couple of things I want to do for KatsuCon coming up in February. Um, and I just kind of wear my normal clothes. I did for a while have a running joke that I was Boatman because I was wearing like like <laughs> basically all Hawaiian shirts that just had floating boats going across them. 
Um, and you need to do the you need to do the guy from Jurassic Park with the two pina coladas. <gasps> if you want that sort of thing. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I I did actually I did Grandpa Max one year of Katsukon, like <laughs> three years ago, but like nobody knew what I was at first, and then some guy goes, "Oh, Uncle Ben," and I'm like. No, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rite um, of passage as a cosplayer, though, getting called the wrong costume. <laughs> so I, I, I definitely plan on dressing up more. Uh, at Holiday Night Surrey, I did like some just Christmas related, and I had a lot of fun running around in that. Um, Chris can attest, I was everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do actually enjoy it. I thought it's been, it was kind of fun, and I definitely want to do more of it because of that. And it puts me a little out of my comfort zone because, again, I'm normally just walking around in my regular clothes. But uh, I don't see why that's not a problem at this point. <laughs> Off that, what's the that's worst? Funny. What's the worst one you've worn, but then someone's like recognized it as something totally different? If you get what I mean, because I was doing a shoot in London as oh. Peacemaker, dancing with a Mary Poppins statue, and got called Captain America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, he's def- so no, definitely there, not. There's a running joke with with Craig. I don't know if he, so when he when he when he, we do the whole genie back and forth thing. I don't know if you've seen us do that before. Like we'll trade jabs on Instagram. The reason behind that is because when he does Yondu, so I call him Genie, and <laughs> we 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 went to this X. We did this X Men Fox uh like premiere of the last x-men movie i it was the first time i did nightcrawler i did nightcrawler after the thing we go to eat uh wing wing we go to eat wing wing <laughs> uh, I, get, I, I, I get on the tube i'm on the tube on the train in my all blue face and all the stuff and i go and i go i said oh the guy I was like oh you dressed up i was like yeah yeah man it's like i was like who what character you think i am and he was like the genie and i was like oh that hurt my soul. I really it thought you were going to say soul. an avatar. Oh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> said that you. also. Somebody, because I have the tail. Yeah. I have the tail, too. I've gotten that before. But that that that's not the worst one, though. So, <laughs> so, Captain Marvel. I was doing like a gender band Captain Marvel. The, the, the green and black suit. Someone called me a Power Ranger. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like, there's been so many, but um, it as Jin Urso in her like the one that she's wearing throughout the most of the movie where she's got the vest on and everything. I've had people think that I was Han Solo, and I'm like, no. I mean, okay, kind of maybe, but. <laughs> Those and I've obviously been called Boba Fett in Bo Katan before, oh, which that yes. makes me laugh. I'm just like, they're very, yeah, but oh man, oppositely opposed. Yes, <laughs> that's they're the very worst. Different. Oh, I don't, I don't think you were there for this, and when, but at whole Matt, but it was me, I think it was me, Swaggy, and Tess. We're walking in, I'm dressed as A Train, which shocker here, that's my comfort cosplay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just have way too much fun as they train. No, uh, really? Yeah, just, just shocker. <laughs> alert. Uh, 
I'm dressed as a trade. I don't, what was Swaggy? I think Swaggy was like Cyborg or something. And we're walking in, and the guy's like, oh, it's Captain America. And I was like, I just looked at him. And I said, come again? Captain America? Like, <laughs> I, first, of all, first of all, a train can never be Captain America. Just, just stop that first of all. But that, that was probably the worst recognition of the character. Yeah, wow. That's, that's like, <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Yeah, it always, it always amazes me. <laughs> but then, yeah. like, I always, <laughs> I'm also guilty of it too because I just, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned, I have ADHD, so I like, I, I sometimes I can't process things before I yell something out, and there is a very so. I'm trying to think of the actual name of the character because I can only think of what I call it, but it's a it's from an anime. I want to say it's <sighs> Alucard or something. But I always call them, anytime I see that cosplay, I always call them Carmen San Diego. And it's not correct. <laughs> it's not correct at all. But it's almost become like a running joke between like myself and my like cosplay uh, friends. They're always like, anytime they see that cosplay, they're like, hey, look, it's Carmen San Diego. And I'm like, I know it's not now. But <laughs> that was, I, oh my goodness. That was when I first started cosplaying. I was just like, I have, so I'm guilty of it too. So. <laughs> I had a moment of like I being mean, the opposite. End. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was on the opposite end of uh, the situation, like calling someone the wrong cosplay last year at MegaCon. I how dare you? Listen, I had never <laughs> seen punchline before, right? And for some reason, my brain was like Molly from a comfy couch. <laughs> so I went up to her and asked her what her that, if that was what she was, and she was like. No, <laughs> not, not even like in the same ballpark. And I was like, no, I, I could have sworn that, that you were on that show. She was like, no, I'm, I'm Joker's new girlfriend, basically. I go, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know Joker had one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an experience. I, it it kind of made the whole situation weird after that. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go back over this way. <laughs> These people again. Uh. Yeah, oh, I always feel bad so, about that, but it's like having done it myself, I always try to, like, I used to get annoyed whenever people would not know who I was, like, not know the character, but now I'm like, it's fine. Like, conventions are very overwhelming and overstimulating. It's like, sometimes something just pops into your head, and that's what is ha said, so. It's just funny I, to, like, like talk to about that kind of stuff here. In general. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll generally say something, but just say, no, it's okay, but I, I gotta give them crap first. Like, <laughs> Uh, oh, at MCM, have, has anyone everyone seen uh, Demolition Man, the movie? Yes, um, I believe so. I, I saw you in this cosplay, so Wesley yes, Snipes, okay, yes. and and so I was Simon Phoenix, the character, and oh, someone running comes yeah. up to me and says, "Oh, my my friend says you look like somebody." I was like, "She's like, I don't want to tell you." I was like, "Tell me, just tell me, Bob the Builder." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Very nice. So there's a photo of there's a photo of me and this person now, where R Ronnie says, "Oh yeah, that's that's the guy who said." It. And I was like, "It's you." And he looks at me. He, he he's actually trying not to look at me. And <laughs> it's just a it's just a meme. It's a meme of a photo now. Just me staring at him and him just like trying not to look at me. It's hilarious. I think I think one of the worst things that I reason I got noticed as Peacemaker and not Cat's America is 
in Leicester Square where I was shooting, Chris might have seen this, on the side of a building, there's a Wonder Woman like crashing out of the wall like a statue, like in the film. And I, as Peacemaker, was stood there doing the middle finger at Wonder Woman. And someone said, oh, my God, it's Captain America. Captain America would totally do that. (laughs) Yeah, of course he would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is so opposite of what he did. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) So I want to try. Oh, wait, I got a question. I'm monitoring the YouTube here. (laughs) Uh, There's a comment here. For Vault Fox, do you find 3D printing and YouTube has helped with the mental health? Yes and no. <laughs> so that's always like it's kind of like a delicate balance of I tend sometimes I can go like very far, like I can get very deep into like the making YouTube videos and 3D printing and like kind of lose myself in that, which is nice, but also you have to have like a nice kind of work life balance with all that kind of stuff um but for more of the positive side it has definitely helped my mental health in the like the fact that one of the reasons I started a YouTube channel in the first place was because the way that I craft I like I now recognize it as I would go through these like really like high productive cycles of hyper focus and I didn't know what I was doing. I know that that sounds really (laughs) ridiculous to say, but I would just, I'm sure you guys like know you'll be making something and you're just kind of like in the flow of it. And then you just lose track of time and you kind of don't know how you got from point A to point B or that's kind of how I was feeling at the beginning whenever I made my channel. And it has helped me so much in that I can like actually see what I'm doing (laughs) and then kind of I guess, learn from that and then in turn, learn from my footage of actually watching myself doing something and then in turn have to explain it to people. And I I don't want to say layman's terms, but, you know, kind of like putting it down like in a tutorial form. Um, But it has definitely helped my mental health in that way of just realizing like, hey, all this time that I used to think where I was in like this flow state and it almost kind of feels like you don't you don't know where the time went. Now I'm, now I can look back on and be like, well, yeah, those four hours that I spent working on something. Yeah. I, I actually did something. I don't know if this makes any sense, but (laughs) it's like whenever you're trapped in these hyper-focus cycles, like you just lose track of time, but it (coughs) has helped immensely the, the YouTube side and especially the 3d printing side. Um, Now 3d printing can get stressful because you know, that, I'm sure anyone that owns a a regular paper printer, you know, you know that those things barely work half the time and a 3D printer is like that times a thousand. So you kind of have to kind of have to be in a routine of maintaining them. But for me, it's been nice because if I am, you know, really in like a period of, okay, I want to get some stuff done. I want to, you know, just get a lot of things banged out. I can get my printer set up and like print a bunch of um, like print a bunch of armor, like for my Bo-Katan armor. And then my Mando armor, I printed that all out whenever I was like really, really excited about scaling everything and getting that all done. And then it's kind of, you know, you just kind of let the printers go and do their thing. And then I can come back to it at a later time whenever I'm ready to sand. So 
it helps a lot in the sense of that. And it also helps a lot with like executive function in the way of just that's, again, it's whenever I'm really excited about it, I can get things on the printer and get them all printed out and come back to it whenever I want to. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little, <laughs> a little bit no, crazy. Hi. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, it's great. More than I know. One, yeah. so, <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> so I had a question for everyone. So I had, I don't know if like everyone else, I had tons of plans for 2020 including the cons I was going to attend. Uh, and I had just like literally moved halfway around the world away from all my friends. So I was looking forward to going to these cons. And then the pandemic happened. How did you kind of deal with not being able to see friends, not being able to really cosplay and do different things? So... I actually, the first time I actually met you, Chris, was the last con you were going, you went to before you were leaving. Um, and then everything went pear-shaped. Um, so for me, I was, so I work outside, I'm a tree surgeon by trade, so I am incredibly active. I've just got to be doing something all the time. Um, like I've not, I've not trained for the last two days and I've beat myself up for it. I'm just like, nope, I've got to do something. Um, so I needed something to settle my mind because otherwise I'd be climbing the walls. So I decided I'd, I'd build Rex. Um, I was like, right, I've actually got the time to do this now. Um, so I just literally went hell for leather on building Captain Rex. Um, so it was all foam except for the helmet. The helmet, I was, I was like, I need this printing. Because I don't think I get the shape and everything right, uh, but that took me about six or seven weeks. So it was just like my my only focus was that, and it just took my mind off everything else. Because um, I I had a few other things just as everything was starting. That not just COVID, there was some other stuff that had gone badly. That then because we couldn't get out and sort that would just play on my mind for the entire time until I could sort it, which was months away. Um, so the building of that really, really, it did help me. Although I was climbing the wall still, I need to get outside and do stuff. Um, finding a big project and just knuckling down on that, that really helped. Um, and then I was trying to plan stuff for when we could do bits. So one of my first ever photo shoots I did was in the gap where they said, right, you can meet four people and do something. And then after that, they said, we're going back into lockdown again. So that was my first ever photo shoot was in the middle of COVID. Um, and I met up with a few friends and we went to a, it's like a science museum, but we couldn't get in. So we just shot outside it because it looks industrial and that. And that was my first ever photo shoot. So there was little bits here and there that sort of like got me through it. But I think the main thing was that big project. I needed something that would take me a long time. Yeah, um, the 
So uh, the last convention I went to before the pandemic was actually KatsuCon in 2020. So it was, yeah, oh my same. goodness, was it maybe <laughs> two? It was maybe, maybe like two or three weeks before everything like went in lockdown. Yeah. And we were actually, so, <laughs> this is so funny to look back on, but I was supposed to go to a convention the week that everything shut down. I was supposed to go to like Fan Expo Boston, I think it was, or something. And like at the time, my husband and I really thought that we were going to go. We we're like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. Now, like two years, three years later, it's like, how naive were we? But I was definitely one of those people. Who, <coughs> um, I so I, I ended up starting my YouTube channel at the beginning of 2020. It wasn't really because of the pandemic, but it definitely helped um, like having that to work on and be able to like just kind of share my projects in a different way through video like that. And I also was one of those people who got sucked into TikTok around that time too. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I barely post on TikTok anymore. It became too much for me. But the, that first year in 2020 on TikTok, I, I look back on that really fondly because it, it was one of those things where I would be scrolling TikTok and I, my for you page was just full of cosplayers and full of like a lot of people that were doing similar things to like what I was doing. They were just trying to you know, find inspiration or just work on stuff. And it, you know, it was, I, I remember specifically, like I would be scrolling and I would see someone do something and I'm like, I'm inspired to do X, Y, Z. Like, you know, I forget. Oh my goodness. I forget what it's even called. Is it a stitch or a, a duet or something on there. Duet. Yeah. I like, I did so many of those and I met so many great people through that. And I, I, I definitely credit TikTok for, you know, kind of getting me through a lot of that stuff. Cause it gave me a lot of creative energy that year. Um, but yeah, that I kind of like dove headfirst into YouTube and TikTok that year. And I think I also, that was also whenever I was really, really um, starting to learn a lot more about 3d printing. So it was just a lot of like different, things and I just I just wanted to continue learning even though like we were you know in this whole lockdown and it definitely took my mind off of a lot of things just you know directing my energy that way I think TikTok got a big boom during that period oh, yeah. didn't it? it really helped oh yeah um not just helped the platform but helped a lot of people yeah um during that time I think it was a really actually a really good thing that came out during that yeah, uh, for me, it was uh, definitely ruined a lot of plans to go to certain conventions. Um, actually, I had a cosplay that I was going to end up getting made at some point. Um, I am not the most craftable person here. Um, uh, but I was going to have something made. It was going to be Gang Orca from My Hero Academia because I wanted to do something kind of big. And uh, that was all plans in the works and then COVID happened and it was like, okay, I can't really do anything, see anyone. So I was like, well, let's put that on the back burner, I guess. <laughs> um, and then, but that's actually where probably one of the downs of the ups and downs I was talking about earlier on this entire thing, because I couldn't see a lot of my friends that I would normally see all the time. So I kind of just worked, went home, worked, went home, played video games, worked, went home. Eventually, things like opened up a little bit to where I was like, uh, you know, for my birthday, I think I, I rented out a cabin and uh, I live in New Jersey and the Pocono Mountains are nearby. So I rented a place there, had all my friends kind of in the area come out there and we all had, you know, we just celebrated my birthday. 
but that was really like the only interaction that I had with people I go to conventions with for that entire time that I was doing that. Now, I mean, during that as well, I decided that I was going to lose a bunch of weight and I lost uh, 70 pounds throughout the pandemic. Nice. Um, and I <coughs> to uh, lifting of, I guess, all kinds of sorts, but I like powerlifting because I, I don't know, I like doing strength stuff. I think it's more fun. Um, and that's what kind of got me to lose the weight as well because I found something I finally enjoyed. Um, and then cons started coming coming back slower and slower. And I think my first con back was actually a blurred con in July of, I think it was 2021, the first con that came back. Um, you had to be like vaccinated with everything and like that was basically everyone was masked up like and it was it was just good though because i was able to see some people i haven't seen in so long um it was also i think the first year i attended dragon con and was just i thought that was crazy and then i went last year and i was like this is a totally different experience (laughs) and uh so yeah it definitely affected a lot of my plans going to different places and i think i kind of made up for it last year um, I did about like 10 to 12 cons last year, which is way more than I normally do. Um, but that also kind of weighed in on me for a little while too, because it was exhausting. Uh, just like mentally exhausting. Having to travel, always get on a plane or something like that. I don't know how some people do it, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad it was semi over because I got to experience like some conventions that I probably won't go back to unless I have like a reason to. Not that it was bad. It's just, is it really worth me going both, you know, through all this effort? Um, but now it's kind of a little better and things are kind of coming back to where I used to like them. And uh, yeah. So first, I'm going to need you to do that, that Orca, because I'm bringing back my Deku. You put it out there. I'm sorry. I did. I did. I, I, listen, I'll, I'll get in contact yeah. with someone. I, I used to talk to a lot. He, yeah. he's, he's good at doing some big some big builds. He did uh, like a, a whole juggernaut cosplay. That's what I met him in. And he was like full size. And he's like about half my size normally outside that suit. So it's it was just crazy what, running into him, him being like this big above me and then him out of it. He's like sitting here. I think this up. Um that was interesting though. So I'll hit him off, see if I see if he's still down. So uh what Chris is saying is uh there's a con in three weeks and uh, I'm wearing that and uh you better oh, no, I <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I, I didn't that. Mm. <laughs> No, sir. <laughs> um, so I guess for me, uh, I was planning to go to London. The pandemic kind of hit me kind of hard for multiple reasons, partly because some of the people I communicate with the most have now become cosplayers, people I've met through the cosplay community. And I was really looking forward to seeing people, especially since I had moved away and I couldn't you know, just hop on a train or something to go see people anymore. So from that perspective, I was just drained. And and then, uh, well, to, uh, you know, the BLM movement, all, all those things started to take off. That was also kind of a drain on me. But uh, what I chose to do at that time, instead of kind of like 
use my cosplay for escapism. I kind of like leaned into it and started kind of cosplay activism kind of sort of deal and started using my cosplays to kind of spread awareness and stuff like that. So I think that that mentally helped me deal with everything. And um, yeah, my first, I didn't, my first comeback was this year was, was the MCM. That was my first comeback since like 2019. So it had been a while. Um, and it was, it was, uh, it made me just not want to go through another pandemic again, because honestly, and I, I was kind of worried. I don't know if anyone <laughs> else had like anxiety with being around a ton of people again and have to deal with anything like that. But for me, it was, it just felt like being home once I got to the actual club. I'm, I'm definitely still like a little weary, like in these very crowded places, like not that I'm sitting here like, oh, everybody's infected, but like you still got to be careful because there are some people that will just willingly walk around like and not care. Um, unfortunately, that's what we got to kind of work through. Um, so I do still feel like a little like, eh, I don't really want to go into that big crowd. I, I made a comment uh, actually last home at when uh yeah, I walked up by one of the hot tubs and I saw like 20 people and I go, that that looks like COVID soup in there. I mm, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be this this close in a hot tub with somebody. <laughs> it's not really my thing. Um, it's just, it, again, not that I'm sitting here saying everybody is just walking around carelessly. It's just, I, I don't know who isn't, who isn't, you know? So definitely makes me a little more weary, especially going to like Dragon Con where yeah. everybody's in this mess together. <laughs> I, that Dragon Con actually when I finally caught it, actually the last Dragon Con, I, I I assume it was Dragon Con. I, I I had traveled a few days before Dragon Con for work, but I assume it was Dragon. Con. I made I think I made a statement. I was like, COVID is definitely here. Yeah, uh, I caught I caught it from Comic Con. Yeah, I, I luckily oh. have escaped it from Comic Con. <laughs> I I was actually lucky that it, I had no symptoms. Um, I didn't have any symptoms at all. Like I was like, I had one bad day. I was just like, I feel like I got a bit of a cold. Um, so I was going back to work the next day, and we had to check anyway for work. I was like, oh, okay, I've popped up positive, and then spent ten days at home positive with no symptoms at all. So I was quite lucky, but like, it, yeah, I caught it from Comic Con. I think a fair few people that I know did. I don't know who turned up with it, but someone did. <laughs> oh wait, we got a comment or question. Hey guys, late to the chat. Not sure this is our discuss, but what would you say to people who think cosplay is just escapism? Do you think cosplaying masks or generally helps generally helps with your mental health? I think it depends on the character. I think that's one thing. I think I don't think it's necessarily what was it? Do you think cosplaying with a mask or generally helps you? I think I don't think it matters if he's got a mask. I think it matters if the character means uh, a bit to you, sort of thing, will make you feel more comfortable. Um, like I've said, my comfort character was Peacemaker, but one of the things as well is like John Cena meant so much to me. Um, I grew up knowing, uh, watching Cena from a kid. And I felt comfortable just going into that character. It wasn't so much a mask, but then I can do Batman 
we feel comfortable with that. Um, we were on it earlier about saying that someone doesn't recognise you. I love going up to people that know me in that mask because my Batman is so small on the eyes that someone doesn't know it's me. Um, so I'd say I'd I'd say it doesn't really matter too much. In my opinion, I just think it's be selective on the character you're going for. Yeah, I I remember whenever I first started cosplaying, I thought that the helmets were kind of like that was like a, the the thing that would help me be more confident in public was to have a helmet on and to kind of like mask my face. And I still do kind of enjoy that. Like I said, I I did, I did mention that earlier. It's like I Sorry. like to have. I, oh, I, go ahead. I think we briefly misunderstood. I think they were saying, do you think it? It just mask whatever you're dealing with mentally, or oh, sorry, help with it. Sorry, oh, I've misread gotcha. that. Um, so like, uh, sorry, that's I? my fault. So <laughs> good. So sorry, who asked the question? <laughs> and I, I, I think it could be both. Like, I, I think some some people use it as escapism, and I think that's fine because sometimes you do just need to get out of your own head or have a way to deal with not deal with something you don't want to feel like dealing with sometimes, but I also truly believe it does help you help your mental health, whether it's giving you something, a creative outlet. Um, like we talked about social interactions. Like there's some people who are, you know, not the most social people, but being in the community has helped them create, have these social interactions and communicate with people that they with otherwise never done. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely positives to it. Yeah, like I know personally, I I almost feel like if I didn't have cosplay that I wouldn't be as open about like the whole mental health side of things. For some reason, I feel like I can just be more open about it talking about it through way of like making a costume because it's like making a costume or just making something anything in general is kind of like a almost a universal experience like people know like especially with cosplay it's like there's like a million and one ways to do it like we've all made stuff and I'm sure that they've we none of us have made things in the same way you know step by step and it's being able to kind of tell my like the mental side of what I'm doing I just feel like that's just given it's allowed me to just be more vocal about it whereas you know like I don't know I, I'm just thinking of like you know influencers on like Instagram or something like just talking about like I was sad today and like not saying that you can't do that but for some reason talking about the struggles that I've gone through like with anxiety and depression and all that through the lens of a costume that I made, for some reason, it's just easier for me to do. And I I don't know why, but I, I definitely credit cosplay for making me be as open as I am about my mental health and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I got mixed up there, very sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I agree with all of that. Um, you can obviously embody a character and that can help you feel better or take a character and make it your own as well. Um, but it's definitely, I think it definitely does help a lot. Yeah. And although I got it wrong, 
with the masks thing, I think it can be a good way in. Like we said, that if you don't feel like showing your face but really want to do this, there is ways to do it. Like if, And then you might grow the confidence in removing that helmet or anything like that. It's a good way in. Um, like the Mandalorians or clones or anything. I think they're actually, although some of them are quite difficult builds, they might be quite a good way in if you're struggling with that confidence. And that might give you the boost of mental health to maybe then go that bit further and think, all right, well, that really worked. I could maybe do this one and show myself a bit more and it might give you that boost. I was always somebody that like, I've always thought about dressing up, but just for a while was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. There's no reason to like, and then I finally like, <laughs> I got this panda onesie last Katsukon. And originally it was because I had friends that were doing Jujutsu Kaisen, so I was going to roll around as their panda guy. And then I just like, I wore it for like two hours. I got too hot in it, and I was like, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> um, so then I started wearing it again, and, when, and it was actually New York Comic Con, and like, we're walking away from the convention at this point. And, you know, at that point, once you're a block from the Javits Center, you're in New York. You're you're not you're not in con people anymore. So our, one of our friend has a speaker. I'm carrying it. Like we're walking through. I'm in a onesie. Like Chris is in a costume, Riddler costume. <laughs> we're all in these weird outfits. I realize people are all staring at us. Like, what's going on here? Why are these people like this? <laughs> um, so I I definitely was like, oh well, this is kind of shocking seeing all these people stare at me. Um, but I'm okay. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm not, there's nothing's going to happen to me. So for a while, it was definitely like a nerve wracking thing for me to go out into a costume. It still is like a little out there. Like I said, for me, like at holiday Matsuri, I was wearing sunglasses while I was had my thing on. Now granted there's sun out as well. So I did actually need them. Um, but I just felt a little more comfortable in pictures and whatnot. Cause I feel like sometimes in pictures, I don't, I don't always like, I don't want to say configure my face the right way, but like, <laughs> I'll always end up with like a weird, like twitching eye or something, or like, <laughs> I, I, my face is like somewhat contorted this way. And it, they're usually funny, so I don't mind too much, but it's just still something I'm trying to get over as a whole. I'm getting better at it though. I just started to learn. I just got to open my smile a little wider. <laughs> but um, yeah, so a while it was a lot of that stuff, but I think that was kind of why I wanted to do the whole gang orca thing originally, because it was something where I didn't have to be like out and about. I just would have been one of those people that had to have a handler and be walked around because I'm in this big costume, big suit, got this thing over my head. Like, <laughs> So I thought I was just, oh, yeah, someone's going to tap you on the shoulder. I just turn around and go, OK, yeah, <laughs> I was OK with that. Um, now I'm definitely okay with a lot more. Uh, so I definitely understand where, if you were talking about wearing a mask, kind of breaking you into this stuff, it would kind of help that. Because I've seen a ton of Tobys everywhere I go, and I'm sure that they might have that similar experience. I've only had my like, like recently experience of going, traveling to a con in costume. Um, <laughs> It's great, and yeah, I've had some. I love it. Yeah, I managed to. I managed to scare a little child. 
earlier this year. <laughs> Chris, did you see my Daredevil? Oh, yeah. Because I, I figured out how to make the lenses that I can see perfectly, but you cannot see my eyes whatsoever. And I was on the tube and this little girl, I can't even remember what she said I was. But then my girlfriend like pointed out that she was looking at me and I just turned around like that with my, my lenses <laughs> and she just screamed the entire tube down. <laughs> it's like... I just took it off as quick as I could. Like, I'm normal, I'm normal, I'm normal. <laughs> Don't worry. But, yeah, them lenses are freaky. Um, and then the other week I went for my first ever, like, um, London shoot, like, in a populated area. And I went in my new Pattinson suit. And... I got mobbed a bit. <laughs> that, that was a bit overwhelming. Was that with Carlos? Was that with Carlos? No, that was quite at night. It was with Tom. Okay, um, Tom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't, where, where, did, where did we go? I can't remember where we went now. Um, but literally, it was like peak time of everyone starting to go clubbing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it just that Tom would take a photo and then it'd be like, nine groups of people want a photo and then one more photo and then another oh god it was like <laughs> mad yeah nice. i was in a i was in my harris and doula costume which she's a twi'lek from star wars she's bright green and we were on the uh the metro in chicago and we get on there it was the end of the day i think i want to say it was star wars celebration that this was at and I'm just sitting on the end of the, like, I'm just sitting in the, on the subway and this little girl just screams from the other side, what is that? And I'm just like, it's, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just like, I'm from Star Wars. But it's like, I've gotten to the point where the, those interactions are just funny to me now. I just, I used to feel embarrassed, but now I'm like, I, I just own it. Yeah. I'm bright green. I'm sitting on the middle of a Metro. What are you going to do about it? London is, I think, the best for that. I've I've been in London a lot of times just for shoots or events, and then you're just in cosplay with a group of people, and the interactions are just hilarious. I've got the eyes there. There's the eyes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely definitely terrified her. Yeah, Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was pretty freaked. (laughs) So, So... with social media, and I've seen this quite a bit, <coughs> you you also have people that use that for like validation. I think it, it's cool to be val- you know, to to get validated because you're you really like something you built and all that. But sometimes your mental health is so tied to getting likes on specific things, or and if you don't get the likes, you're you're down, or people don't like this, and people don't like me. Because uh, I've, I've had had these conversations with people who who felt that way, and just say you know it's 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 an algorithm. Just because people don't like it, they just are literally not seeing it. They're not seeing what you're putting out. So that was, and I used to for probably my first two years, I probably posted like every single day over a two year span. I don't do that anymore. But there was it was kind of a like a not even like I don't have pressure to to get things out, but something I put on myself unnecessarily that I didn't have to. And and I understand that you have, for me, it's, it's just a hobby. And I, you, you do sometimes do get branded things or do deals, but there are people that want to do this, want this to be their job cosplay. They want this to be their job. So I understand that that's 
a little bit different, but have you seen kind of unhealthy standards from that aspect of validation, needing validation? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this is just my, my tendency is like, I go very, very hard in one direction and then I kind of have to like course correct. Um, so like I, I've been cosplaying since 2016 and I only just now feel like I am more comfortable about like not, not, I don't want to say needing the validation, but like, like you said, you used to post once, like almost every single day. And I was like that too. I would post like constantly. It was almost like I, I put that, I required myself to post every single day and it, I really only started to have a better understanding of like trying to not be so in the numbers there. This is, I've told the story a couple of times, but I, so I put out a video about commander Shepard from mass effect, um, her rifle that she, that she has in the game. And I made a tutorial video on it and I was really proud of that tutorial video, but it, I don't know how many views it has now, but it didn't, ha it didn't break like maybe 500 or so back in the day. And I used to be really hard on myself. I was like, oh man, I've worked really hard on this and blah, blah, blah. But I went to C2E2 in 20, I don't remember which year, it might've been 2021, but at C2E2, I met another cosplayer. I actually went up to them and they were in a Commander Shepard cosplay. And I was like, oh my God, I got to go over there and like tell them I love their costume and all that stuff. So I did that and I was like oh, I love your costume and they turned to me and they go are you Vault Fox and I'm like yeah and then they just go I used your tutorial video to make this gun as well as the armor and it it genuinely meant so much to me because that was probably the moment where I was like okay yeah there's 500 views on this video but <coughs> that's 500 people that have seen this video and just to know that I was able to help just one person make their costume, just it, it just gave me a whole different perspective on the whole numbers thing. Like, I'm not saying that I don't still get into the weeds of numbers and analytics and that stuff, but sometimes I just have to remind myself, like, we we're almost like conditioned to want to have like these ridiculous numbers of followers and stuff. And it's like, I have 30,000 followers on Instagram. I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm just like, I don't even know what that amount of people looks like in real life, mm -hmm. you know? So it, for, in that, in that regard, it like, again, it's taken me almost six years of doing this to really get to a place where I'm not thinking about it as much. And it's definitely one of those things that it's easier said than done to get your head out of it. Yeah. I think um, it did, it used to bother me a bit at first when I first ever started because it's like I've put so much time into this like um one of the cosplays I spent two years building was Thorin from The Hobbit and it only after a while it, it occurred to me after looking online and stuff like that the reason it wasn't getting the likes is because The Hobbit wasn't trending it wasn't the thing at the minute. So it's not going to go to the top of people's lists. So, and then, then I started thinking about, oh, well, a hundred, I get like 120 on that. Maybe 120 people thought it was great enough to take a second and just have a look at it. Um, stuff like that. I'll tell you a, a, a quick funny story about being recognized. So, 
my first recognition was Chris, I don't know if you've seen this on my Instagram. One of my first ever shoots with Carlos was a recreation of a scene from Casino Royale. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what's coming. So I'm a massive Daniel Craig fan. Um, and I got into men's physique stuff and I got down to like 5% body fat for a shoot and stuff like that. And me and Carlos joked about doing the torture scene from Casino Royale. <laughs> we ended up doing this at Secret Con. And the first time I ever got recognised by someone was they came up to me and went, are you the guy that got naked at Secret Con? Which I will point out, I wasn't. I had got boxers on and he edited it out. But you got uh, you got recognised for that and I got re- recognised for getting my kit off. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, on the on the build on the building thing, yeah, some things will go up. You'll then literally put the same photo up another day, and it just won't do as good. It's it's not the be all and end all. Um, I much prefer going to a con and having, if you want validation, your friends going, "Oh my god, is that what you've worked on for this long? It looks amazing. It looks great." Um, I mean, some of the people on Instagram you'll have never even met. Yeah. So it means more coming from someone you know, definitely as well. I kind of, I kind of <coughs> artist to remind people around me that, like, uh, a friend of mine, he got like 300 views on something, then he did something simple for another video and got like. 20,000 and he's like how does this work like this makes no sense i spent so much time on this other one i'm like dude you still got 300 like you know whatever it might have been views on this video that's a lot of people like i don't know if you understand like you ever see that many people in front of you like and it's kind of piggybacking off what you said like if 500 people in a room that's a big room you know that's 500 people sitting there and liking what you did you know, although it's not 30,000 like the other video is, that's just how it kind of goes. It's, it's It doesn't really matter, you know, how much time and effort is put into it. Sometimes just how the algorithm kind of rolls. Um, it's unfortunate, it really is, because it kind of, I think, puts people who I know are just very talented, like in a damper sometimes, because they're like, dang, everything that I worked so hard on just is never shown. It's like no one ever sees it. But then I do something that takes five minutes and everyone sees it and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, dude, just need to keep going and doing what you enjoy. As long as you enjoy it, then you should continue. Mm -hmm. Don't do something that's not making you happy. So don't always think about it as, oh, I'm not getting enough likes. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. Like think about what you are getting and the impact that you have on people around you um i think that's very important and why people do this uh it's not only for themselves at this point is the the impact that they leave on people and and i think they quite enjoy that especially if it's a good impact you know it feels good when you leave an impression on somebody that uh you know makes them kind of remember you so I definitely have seen some people kind of, you know, be put in, uh, I guess, a bad mindset because they're not getting the views they want to get. And it's 
unfortunate, but as I tell them all, like just keep going. You enjoy doing it, have fun. <laughs> I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite recognition. So I should I should live north north part of UK, North Yorkshire, and I used to do a lot of small cons. And Black Panther was one of my first cosplays, and one of my favorite cosplays uh, because just of how I like. I was treated while wearing it. it. People were actually treating me like a royalty, and and it was it was real. It was just a really cool thing. But I was, I was like doing some, I don't know, advertising for another local con, and I'm just walking around the street, and I think I'm dressed as like Luke Cage, it's just something very casual. And this kid walks up to me, is like, "Hey, are you Black Panther?" And I like looked at him, and his mom was like, "No, no, no," and I was like, "Wait, wait." He might be right here. Like, did you go to a con? This con? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. I was a Black Panther. And that floored me just that Aww. a kid recognized me just in some in another random costume. And uh, I think part of the reason that I love cosplay is the charity work that you also are able to take part in. And um, <coughs> one of the charities that I used to generally work with in the UK was Mind Charity which was kind of personal for me because my father is bipolar and suffers from paranoia. So I've always, that's something I've always tried to, you know, participate in. And I think Troy is going to know, I'm not gonna say his name. There's a young kid who wanted to go to cons and he, 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 he was too sick basically to go to a con. And I gathered a bunch of cosplayers up, reached out to his father we we got him like a uh, a shield signed it had some celebrities at the con sign it and uh someone someone bought um milner so we were just able to get him you know some things because he couldn't come to the con and it was it was it was really cool seeing just how you can actually brighten a kid's day that just for me that mentally helps me like oh, okay this is not just me goofing around like i can actually make an impact on someone's day and kind of maintain that contact between that specific kid and his, his father and you can kind of see he actually improved um which is really really good and actually was able to go to a con i think you met him at a con if i'm not mistaken troy yeah so i'm still in touch with them because um, he was at the age where he actually thought I was Captain America. Oh. Um, so I, I did a, I did over COVID. I totally forgot to mention I did about two hundred and fifty birthday videos as Captain America over oh. COVID. Um, because they couldn't have parties, so I put on a page, a picture of me as Cap, and just went, "Oh, I'll." I'll I'll do a couple of videos if anyone wants it. And it just blew up. Um, never charged. Didn't do anything. Just literally um, would in the day go, Mom, I need to get the suit on again. And just bang 15 or so out. So I did one for the this little guy. And then I ended up doing a children's hospital visit. And he was there. I didn't know he was going to be there. And he was there. So... I got to to meet him, and then his dad messaged me and said that the next con he was going to would be his first con back, and what was I wearing, and I was going to wear cap. And 
I saw him from a distance and I didn't even have time to put my shield on my back. He ran and jumped into my arms and I just got to, I went around the con with him for a bit. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was really special actually that this suit that I had bought cause cat was always my favorite as, uh, as a kid and everything. And in, when Civil War, I think it was, came out, I was just like, I want to do that. I want to wear that, but I want to use it if I can. So then I got that. Uh, the the suit wasn't just for me. It was it was for someone else as well. So yeah, it, it was it that didn't validate if you get what I mean, but it it really did help me mentally as well to know that I'd helped someone else with something that I love doing. Um, yeah, I had that yeah. a couple of times yeah. with a few bits, but that was de- that was definitely a special one, Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would hit me. And I saw I saw the photo, and I was like, oh my gosh, he he actually made it to a con. And yeah. I think I messaged his dad. I was like, I'm glad he's able to make it. And they they they're such a sweet family. Such a sweet. Family. Yeah, yeah, lovely kid. Really, really nice kid. Yeah. So I know it's getting getting pretty late for you, Troy. Is there anything you 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 want to touch on? Um. So one of the things I heard the other day, though, was I was listening to I don't know if you've heard of the podcast Diary of a CEO. Have any no. of you heard of this? Uh-uh. Uh, so it's a guy in the UK we've got who's a a businessman. I can't remember his, his full name. It's Stephen. I think it's Barnett Bennett, something like that. And he had a guy called Stephen Fry on. And I don't know if you've heard of Stephen Fry in America. Um, he's a TV presenter, but he's he's an incredibly intelligent person, just in general. But he's tried to commit suicide three times. And one of the quotes he came out with was from a, a poem or something that um, if we didn't have demons, our angels would fly away. And that really resonated with me that... Yet we have bad days, and but without those bad days, we'd never have good days, because everything would just be neutral. Um, so I think sometimes, although we go into these, have mental problems and mental health problems, sometimes it, it helps to have a, a perspective, look back at those and really think what we've got going for us. Um, I had a time where I was really bad after what had happened and I used to have a book and I wrote down all the pros and cons that had happened in that day and they would outweigh the others and him saying that the other day just hit back at that that was what my book was and that so that I think if people are having a bad day that that for me now is a good way to look at it that without this bad day, right, okay, I feel down and that. But something good's coming. Something good will definitely come and follow up. Um, I highly recommend it if no one's listened to it. It was an incredibly thoughtful episode of a podcast, but yeah, it's called Diary of a CEO. Just find Stephen Fry, even if you don't know the guy, um, it's a really good listen about mental health problems and someone who's 
broken through that barrier, who still struggles, but is who is very open about it and open about how he's dealing with it and how he deals with it every day and that. Um, and obviously for a lot of us, that is cosplay. And uh, for me, it's building, um, going to the gym, stuff like that. But the community that's there has definitely helped me a lot along the way. Awesome. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Um, to kind of piggyback on that, um, so it was last August of 2020, 20, oh my God, 2022, um, something, <coughs> something happened in my life and I just kind of had to basically stop working on costumes. Um, we also were going through a home renovation and I just didn't have the time to actually sit and build anything. And for about, I want to say from August to maybe mid-December of last year, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to make costumes. I didn't want to do anything costume related at all to the point that I was kind of feel like I almost felt like I wasn't ever going to make a costume again. And it wasn't, it wasn't because I was, um, it was, it was a mixture of like just overwhelm as well as the home renovation and like mental health issues as well. And I remember being in those four months and I'm so glad that I actually wrote in my journal how I was feeling because now I can look back on the, the, the bad times or the bad days that I was having and realize how happy I am now that I am motivated and excited to work on things again. Because I, when I say that I didn't think I was going to make a costume again during those months, I mean it like even just thinking about it was so overwhelming and just, it was just a lot of feelings, especially, you know, someone that's cosplayed for as long as I have, I felt, it felt wrong for me to not want to want to cosplay anymore. And I, it just felt like a part of me was missing. And I, I, it just feels so good to know that, you know, I am now in a place because of those, you know, that time I had to work through some things. I had to just, I really needed to take some time off from it, but it's so nice to know that, you know, even whenever you think you're not going to have inspiration or motivation to continue working at cosplay or whatever hobby you're working at, because we all go through like creative highs and lows and stuff that, you know, inspiration is going to hit you at like the weirdest times. Like I, like that, that period of time where I didn't want to work on anything, I still had to, you know, get things ready in this basement in our crafting space and, I decided one day to just kind of like go through my costume supplies and declutter them. And I came across a lot of old supplies that I had for these costumes that I basically had put off for years at a time. And one of them was this Aloy costume that I'm working on right now. Like I was buying supplies for it back in 2020. It was supposed to be a costume that I was going to make and take to conventions. And obviously, you know, conventions were canceled then. So like the motivation went out the door for that, but just, me, but by me going through my old supplies and real and finding those, you know, supplies there, I know if I would have, I know I could have looked at them and almost been ashamed that it had been two years since I had bought all this stuff, and I could have just like used that shame to continue not working on it. But instead, it actually inspired me to want to work on it this year, and now I'm, you know, now I'm just like so happy to just you know, come down here and work on something here and there every bit. And 
it's like like you said troy it's you have to have those those low days to really appreciate whenever you're in the good times and i'm thankful that i went through all that you know whenever you're going through it it sucks you don't want everyone wants to know how to get out of it but i yeah it's just great to be back at it and be motivated to craft again but yeah those are my final thoughts <laughs> i kind of want to add a little bit to that um you know, you don't always feel super inspired and whatnot, um, but you got right back into it and it's not like you gave up on it. You just kind of put it off to the side for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what people don't always understand, especially within this community, is it's okay to take a break. Um, yes. You don't always have to be full throttle 100%. Um, Sometimes that creative flow gets just disrupted from whatever it may be, you know, your normal work job, your, uh, your family life, your, your, you know, any type of thing that would normally disrupt that. It's okay to put it off to the side and take a break from it. A good work life balance. Uh, it, it, you, you, you need it, especially with something that, um, you know, you do, end up receiving a lot of validation through, even though if that's not what you're trying to do, it doesn't matter. It still goes through, you know, because you still have people liking things. But again, the moment that stops happening as much, you know, it starts to kind of deteriorate someone's mental health a little bit. Uh, so that's where it's like, okay, dude, it's all right. You can step back. You don't have to sit here and always post things or you don't have to always do this. You don't have to always be on yourself to get things done. It's okay to step away from whether it be social media or just, you know, building, you know, putting things together. It's okay. It's not giving up if you're just putting it off to a later date. It's only give up when you decide you're not going to do it anymore. And I'd hate to see people who have talent and enjoy themselves doing something stop doing something because they, you know, someone or, you know, they get into a, a rut, basically. Um kind of how I feel about it. Uh, don't let yourself decline for the approval of others. Yeah. yeah. Don't do a cosplay for validation. Do it because you want to do that yes. cosplay. Yep. Yes. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And for me, trying to think to end it, I would say one thing cosplay has helped me do is be more vulnerable. And I think that has helped me tremendously with my mental health and also to be around people that let me be vulnerable and don't like, you know, man up type type of response to actually let me be vulnerable. And I think that's been a key for me. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yep. Like yep. you said, it's a safe place here. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to thank everyone uh, for joining the discussion uh, and thanks to Cosplay Alliance for letting us host this. I would also mention during the pandemic, he also gave me kind of this platform as a creative outlet as well to, to do to channel my energy into something else. So I was doing interviews on this um, platform. So I want to thank him for allowing me to do that. Um, and I'll continue to do that and have great discussions. I hope everyone uh, enjoyed the discussion. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank Cheers. you.